The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. Ham Radio 360 podcast with a little extra for you this week. That's right. We're going to be talking the extra exam with Ed W4 EDF. Stick around. It's a great show coming up. MTCRadio.com presents Ham Radio 360, the podcast. Brought to you by Ellacraft. Now, here's your host, Kel Nelson, K4CDN. Post-eclipse greetings from the deep, hot, sweaty, humid south. It's K4CDN. My name is Kel, and I'm your host here for all things Ham Radio 360. Really appreciate you stopping by, and if this is your first time coming by, maybe, you, maybe you've just heard about the show or you've come back to hear another one. We hope you enjoy this one. It's going to be really good. We're going to be talking about the extra radio exam. The one that you have to pass to get the top-end license for amateur radio here in the United States. And the reason I say that is because we have a lot of international listeners. So uh, maybe when they do a show about international, that would be a really good topic. Wow, I just made more work for myself. Hey, we've been doing this for about three and a half years. Uh, we have another program that airs the opposing Tuesdays of this one. It's called The Workbench with George and Jeremy. Those guys do a really great job explaining deep technical building making type things. And Thursdays following this program, so in like two days from now, You'll have a program called Field Radio, the podcast, and it comes out and, and John talks about taking your gear outside, whether that's climbing a mountaintop with it or like he did this week, take it on a camping trip to view the eclipse. So we cover a lot of different things here with this feed. We have another feed for Field Radio podcast. Uh, the website's kind of under construction right now. I've got a lot of good feedback, although none of it was necessarily real positive. But I've got a lot of feedback that we're reworking some of the stuff on the website, hamradio360.com. So be on the lookout for that as we make some changes. Really, again, thank you for stopping by. It's going to be a great show. And I want to tell you real quick about my friends down at Maine Trading Company, Paris, Texas. This year celebrates the 70th year of Kenwood Amateur Radio since 1946. And they have released, you know, how cool is this? The sun blacked out with the eclipse, and now the Kenwood folks are blacking out the TS590SG. It's the blackout special edition package. Only 230 of them released in the U.S. MTC's got them if, you, if you're interested. They're beautiful, by the way. Also, they come with a special edition Vibroplex VibroCube key. So if you're into CW, maybe you're wanting to learn CW, that's a great place to start, man. The 590SG is a marvelous rig. It would actually look pretty good sitting over there. So anything Kenwood, right? Handy talkies all the way up to the 590 SG, the, the 990 flagship. Check them out, mtcradio.com. Let them know that Kel from Ham Radio 360 Podcast sent you. You know, time flies when you're having fun. You don't realize that, wow, it's been a long time since you had somebody on in the past, right? So, Ed, welcome back. It's really cool to have you here. We were going through some pre-show stuff and I had some emails from you from 2015 so it's been a little while since you've yeah, been here has. we've it even has. changed names we've changed the decor everything's different now I know we're I glad know, to have so. you back though well thank you I can't tell you how many times I've referred to that uh, the program we've had you on before when when you discussed buying your second handy talkie and, and I still haven't bought a 51 by the way but boy, if there was ever a compelling argument for buying the ICOM ID51, you made it in that show. And, and I, I love telling people to go back and listen to that one. Oh, that's that's great. I actually I still use that radio. Um, it's still it's still my one of my main radios. And I've um, 
uh, a couple friends of, of mine and I are uh, on one of the repeaters uh, or the reflectors, and we actually do a morning drive uh, rag chew. Nice. So I've been using I've been using that radio. Uh, now since that that you know you DMR came out uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or DRM yeah DMR mm-hmm. and um, and then the new Kenwood which I have to say I saw that and was thought oh maybe I made a mistake <laughs> but then I saw the price and thought there's no way I want five hundred and fifty dollars clipped to the clip to my belt as <laughs> my clumsiness uh, wanders around so so yeah I'm still quite happy with it. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Maybe someone hasn't been all the way back in the back catalog that had been around for two years. And sure. uh, give us a little taste of who you are because uh, you're kind of a typical ham, but in some aspects, maybe you're not. Of course, who who of us is typical necessarily, but well, give us yeah, some background very, on you. That's very true. Yeah, I am. Um, I got my license. I, it's what well, it was five, a little over five years ago. Um and uh, it was one of those deals where I went. I, I went to the science and engineering fair at, in DC, and happened across the AMSAT booth, and was kind of amazed because here I am seeing amateur amateur radio operators and satellites, and and you're thinking, you know, amateur, you know, not really having a lot of money to spend satellites, millions and millions of dollars. How's that work? And when they sat and they said, well, here's the deal, you know, they, they, you know, millions of dollars go to build the rocket to put a satellite up there, but they need sort of packing material within that satellite. They need to balance it, to, to pack, to fill the space. Yeah. They don't care if it's, if it's worthless, if it's just, junk, you know, if it's packing peanuts, if it, if it's useful, that's fine. But, you know, they're just going to, going to spit it out. The big thing is to get the main satellite. And they said, so what we do is we just build the packing peanut, make the packing peanut be a, a radio. And when we they send up the satellite, we send out ours. And, and I heard that and thought, that is, th- th- those, those are my people. That is such a, a clever thing. That's a, that's a great thing. And so... Um, I got involved. I, uh, you know, I took the test. I found a local club. Uh, actually, and uh, met Jeremy uh, KF7IJZ there at the club, and um, he and I became friends. And uh, uh, he he actually helped me out, uh, give me some advice on ways to study, or you know, some some sites to to study. Took and did my technician in general in one sitting, and um, and since then I've been kind of. Uh, pretty heavy in, in radio kind of well yeah yeah pretty pretty heavy on, on and off done a lot of things and solar i uh have to say because of my yard and um i have one large tree but it has claws and will take any wire you put into it and keep it for itself <laughs> um and and believe me i've tried and there's still there's still a lot of copper up in that tree and uh, so a lot of what I do is uh, what I call front yard portable, and that is so I take my radio out, I throw a, uh, I get an antenna up. I have a neighbor's tree that I keep a permanent, uh, permanent line in there like a like a flagpole, and when I want to do radio, I just uh, hook my antenna on the line, hoist it up, and can get on the air really quick. So well, that's a good neighbor. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's he's really nice. 
Nice. So, so yeah, that's it. But uh, as far as my um, my background, uh, you know, I'm a computer science major. I do IT for a living. Have for the last thirty years. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, former Coast Guard, um, and uh, and in there I was actually Marine Marines. Uh, uh, marine science, like weather and oceanography. Um, but in all that, from high school and on, I did some electronics as well. Um, had a uh, even had a uh, guitar tube amp, yeah, tube amp um, repair business for a short time. So I was actually fixing old amps, uh, stuff from the the fifties and sixties, even. So which is kind of where I got a lot of my electronic uh, experience as well. So. He's a radio a geek lot. like the rest of us, yeah. I yeah, I and that's the thing, and I think that's one of the things as you can tell, I've I've done a lot of different things, and that's why I like ham radio, is is there's so much. I, I can't get bored in it. So if I do, I've got something I can switch over to real quick. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the funny things about this program is who knew, I didn't necessarily at all, that, that we would be here three plus years later still talking about the same hobby, but we really haven't talked about the same thing more than once except maybe two or three times. APRS, for example, um, yeah. you know, stuff like that, SDR, which is, you know, th- those are both big deals in the hobby, at least for us in the audience here. But right, right. man, uh, what you want to, what you, you had a great idea because you got me, you said, Hey, Kel, uh, I, I just got my extra. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I've been, I've been studying for that for years. And uh, <laughs> it's like, it's time to get past the studying for years, Kel. It's it's time to uh, get her done. So you, exactly. th- this is a great idea because this is something, and you kind of touched on it pre-call, but this is something that we really don't talk a lot about beyond the mm-hmm. fact that uh, get your tech, get your general so you can get on HF and play. And right. you know, for, for me, now right now my general works great because I'm just here and uh, HF isn't what it used to be for me. Of course, I don't think it's what it used to be for anybody with a solar cycle but right but you know working on local stuff infrastructure stuff here uh but 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 the reason that extra now holds something that i desire is the fact that i'm i'm now a ve and i'm able to participate in giving the test but as a general i can only give the technician test so yeah. um, that's like the reason that i even began thinking about studying for extra again was the fact that I wanted to be able to give back, and you know what? Not saying that if you're a general class VE and you go and participate, I'm not knocking you, but I'm just yeah. thinking, you know, if there's only three of you there and somebody wants to upgrade, uh, they can't. So that's why I'm interested in learning about how to study for this extra exam, and I, and I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and honestly, there's there's a lot of good reasons to to do to do this. I mean, right. there's 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 the one obvious one of all those sort of off limits bands, the pieces of the band that we've had, and how many times have you been and you've heard someone calling CQ, and you oh I wanted to oh shoot that's that's below the band, you know <laughs> that I can't talk on that. Um, there's the fact that you can do the the VE. You can you know you can start uh, helping with tests. It's it means that you can do volunteer, do more. Um, there's also the fact that um, you know as an extra you get the you know the reciprocal license in the in Europe. So if you are a traveler and you want to take your radio 
uh, overseas. You you can do that now. So so yeah, there's a, a lot of good reasons to do it. And you know, like you, I you know, I had I in fact I had to get rid of I had all the study books from the previous test, and when the new one came out, I'm like, well, uh, time to time to buy the books over again. You know, I don't even have an excuse like that because Freddie, one of our listeners. He got his extra at Hamvention this year. Congratulations again, bro. Oh, very good. And uh, like two or three weeks getting home from Hamvention, a box came, opened it up, and there's his study materials, the Gordon West books and CDs. He's a truck driver, so I guess he listened as he was driving. And he sent me all the stuff, and he's like, dude, what are you waiting for? Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) It's kind of been compiling. It's kind of been building. And I think that uh, your email and your topic is very timely, especially for me. And I'm just really excited to to learn what you learned as you went through all of this. And, and here's the thing. There's some guys out there listening. They're like, are you kidding? Y'all are actually going to do a whole show about taking the extra exam? Yes, we are. Because there are a lot of people out there like myself and like Ed previously who would like to do it, but uh, maybe are intimidated or afraid or don't think they have the time to study, don't think it's necessary. And uh, Ed's got some answers to those questions. Yeah, and and that's the thing, and I, I think that's if if the probably the biggest takeaway that I hope hope to get from this is is to not be intimidated, not not be scared. Uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of questions. Uh, there's a lot of technical things you got you do have to learn, but uh, but uh, the idea here is to to sort of uh, get through it, and um, and hopefully we'll uh, give you some good ideas on how. All right, good stuff. Now, we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come right back with Ed. He's going to help us figure this thing out as we're talking about the extra exam. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Telegraph.com is hands-on ham radio. Of course, now I don't have my hands on it anymore, but man, it was a really cool rig to have around. The Elecraft KX2, it's the size of a paperback book, you know, like your wife reads when she's not paying you any attention, or like maybe your wife used to read before she got a phone, and that's what they look at now. But anyway, it's a really small, compact, 10-watt, portable radio. It's marvelous. I mean, the thing is just so, it's so incredible. It's really hard to explain unless you have your hands on it and you're actually using it in the field, even in the shack. So listen, you're looking for something to get outside with your radio, field radio podcast. I mean, this is what we do around here, right? Check out the Elecraft KX2. It's a marvelous rig, and you can find it online at Elecraft.com. Elecraft.com, hands-on ham radio. And we're back with Ed. I missed this while ago. It's called Whiskey 4 Echo Delta Fox. And if you've never seen the field day video Jeremy did a few years back, I'll put it in the show notes. I want you to check it out. Ed's there. Uh, Ed also had some antenna building videos that you and Jeremy did before he kind of left town, left mm-hmm. you all by yourself. Left me all by myself. I'm going to continue to give him a hard time about that. But he left you with a great Kenwood radio. we we got to mention that. He, he did, yeah. Yeah, and could, I, honestly, that could be like a yeah. spot commercial break on the show. That story, because that's a great story. That TS, I will say this just just as a side. I sat out front. Uh, I had a par in fed antenna. Sat with that. Um, that T, it's the TS four eighty SAT. Um, my end fed only goes up to like twenty five thirty watts, so I was only working twenty five watts. I got a clean sweep and the two extra stations on um, 13 colonies this year. Oh, you got to love that. On that radio. You got to love that. Just in my front yard. And it was, oh, and all on battery, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, yeah. and, and now you can enjoy even more privileges with your extra, which is what we're here talking about. Yep. Uh, with the Kenwood TS four eighty SAT, you know that's that's one of the ones that and the Icom IC seventy one hundred are the two I really look at a lot. But I haven't moved on either. But that's a whole other show. We'll probably do closer to Christmas, like we always do. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> who knows? So, tell me a little bit about this extra exam. Um, Every four years, they renew the test questions, the pool of questions. They sit down, they change them, they they try to make them and mash them around to fit mm-hmm. society today. Yeah. Give me some ideas about what's what this new extra exam is about. So the yeah, so the new extra exam that uh, let's see was effective as July of 2016. So so just over a year now. It's been it's been so. If you if you've actually bought material, you've got three more years, I think, to study. So, um, but uh, yeah, they and as you say, they go ahead and um, they change the they change the material based on what's going on. Uh, one of the big things is um, software defined radio plays a big uh, big part in the extra exam now. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, in phase and quadrature, you're going to have to to know those things. Um, which is actually kind of kind of cool because I you know I know that that uh, at least you know workbench you guys have been talking about uh, software defined radio a lot and yeah. so that's that you know and a lot of hams I've been talking to really are are talking about that and and there again so you know they've uh, the the VCs they've dis- they decide the question pool and and that's what they did so. So yeah, some of the questions are the same as they were, um, and then there's some new stuff. Um, one of the big ones is, uh, and I'm not even sure if it was in the last one, but um, you know, I don't know if you if you know what the Smith chart is. And I remember seeing this the first time and being just intimidated, thinking, "Oh my God, now I got to learn how to do this." You don't have to do any kind of Smith chart calculation whatsoever. You nice. just have to know what a Smith chart is and what the lines are. That's it. Okay. And so there you go. So so yeah, as we go down, that's that's one of the things to say, you know, wipe your brow and go great. That's one <laughs> less thing to worry about. Um so yeah, it's uh so it's bro- it's uh, 713 questions. It's more questions than the other the other question pools for uh extra or for general and technician. Um They've got it into it's divided into sub elements, and I think there's uh, about like nine nine or ten sub elements. Uh, you got like com- commission rules, uh, operating procedures. You got circuits, uh, electrical principles, antennas, safety. Um, each of those has topics, and depending on the the, the sub element, you've you've got to varying topics, and then each topic has about on average fifteen questions. And, uh, and so that's how it's all laid out. And there are actually, of those topics, there are 50 separate topics. And what I'm not really sure, I've not actually been able to find this, but I think the general consensus is, is that the exam is, is comprised of a question from each of these, uh, each, each of these topics. So that's kind of how they, uh, they divvy things up. Um, just off the bat, commissions rules and safety. Those are two things that as a general class, uh, ham, you should already have. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's pretty easy. There's a few, maybe a few things you may not have, uh, you may not have seen some of the stuff with, uh, um, 
with operating in Europe or South America, but for the most part, it's all, it's really all the, the same that we've had before and the same format of questions. So, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be really easy to you. You know, the safety again, it's kind of, you know, as the safety questions were with, with the general and the technician, they're kind of the, the essential no brainers of, you know, uh, that, that, you know, at least we hope that everyone's operating within those, those things. Um, so, uh, but it does get into, um, uh, I will say like propagation. That was another one that was, that was pretty familiar, you know, E layer, F layer, all that sort of thing. Gray line, which, you know, we've all, uh, covered in, in the general exam, um, satellite, uh, you've, you've, you know, um, and hopefully as a general, you've, you've had a chance to, to work some satellite. So, um, so there, there's a lot of kind of a, a not really a repeat, but kind of a, a covering over some of the very similar topics that you did in general. So right there from the start, we see that the extra exam isn't just an entire 713 questions of brand new material that you're not familiar with. There's a lot of it that you've already, you've already seen. Um, so, uh, one of the things, um, so the passing grade is a 74%. That means, uh, if I got my math right, you can miss as many as 13 questions. Um, and, uh, there is no difference between your license if you miss 13 questions or you get a perfect score. And, uh, I like that, <laughs> you know, so so, uh, so just keep that in mind, you know, you just, you know, they're not going to say, well, you know, you're, you know, you're a C, you're a C student extra. So you only get, you know, no, it's so the, the, the main goal is, you know, get, you know, study, get what you can take the test and, and go. And by the way, that's one of the questions on the exam. So there you go. We've just covered. Now you have 712 questions. To yeah. <laughs> So uh, thirty-seven out of fifty, I can remember that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's really it's seven. <laughs> it, the answer really is seventy-four percent. That's the one you need to know. Ah, seventy-four. Uh, yeah. So 74%. year after I was born, I can remember that. There you go. Um, so uh, so yeah. So one of the things that I got to say, and and kind of the the impetus to this was was the study material. Um, so a lot of us have have probably we we all know about the uh, the Gordon West books fantastic books i used the gordon west both the books and the cds for my um for my technician and my general um the books are great the cds especially if you're brand new you're new to ham radio or you're you know just kind of getting started your technician whatever the the stuff that he does he includes like a lot of the audio is fantastic and it gives you this idea of what you're you know because sometimes you know we use our ears a lot in radio that helps to to kind of explain a lot of stuff that just reading about it wouldn't. And so, you know, I that was one of the first things I did get. I got the got those books and and the CDs, but I have to say that uh though as much as the book was really was really useful to me, um the CDs weren't as useful to me. And I I kind of I should stop and just say that, you know, these recommendations that I'm giving are really this is just what worked for me and what works for you might be completely different, but, um, you know, so, so pretty much take it as a, you know, if, if you get the CDs and you find you're just getting lost with them, know that it may not be you, you know, it may not be, uh, you not understanding. It could just be, you know, it's not the right material or it's not the best material for it.
All right. So tell me, Ed, uh, looking back, you, you probably, like everybody else, used a little bit of everything when you were studying. Uh, what were some of the things that you found you liked best, or what are some of the materials you used and how they worked for you? So, yeah, so the materials that, that I ended up using, um, pretty heavy. Uh, as far as the books was the ARRL Extra Class License Manual. Uh, it's the 11th edition. Um, absolutely fantastic resource and really kind of quite essential to, to the whole thing. Um, I also did uh, use the, I have the Gordon West uh, Extra uh, book. I use that as well. That's I would say though that some of the material, especially if you're unfamiliar with it, um, you know, Gordon does a great job of compressing a lot of stuff into that book. But if you you know, I, I found that uh, it helped to uh, to refer to the license manual to to sort of get a little bit more in depth uh, understanding, which I think was key it, at least in this exam for uh, for getting that. Um, I'd say. Uh, so that, that's as far as the books. Um, probably the biggest study tool that I used was a smartphone app. And uh, the app that I use, I have iPhone, and this is an uh, uh, app called Ham Extra by uh, James Thomas. It's in the iTunes store. I used his app for, uh, for the technician, for general, and I used it here, and it is absolutely phenomenal. And... Um, and here's why. Uh, number one, I had it with me all the time. Mm. So whenever I'd be bored, I'd always be able to just go through and practice doing the doing the, the questions. Um, but uh, but really, a lot of it is, and and I'll get a little bit more into into this and a little bit later on um, as we sort of talk about uh, sort of study techniques and things. Is I could sort of break the test up into little pieces and just focus on some sections. So it's not just a here take a practice exam where it gives you randomized questions. It's it also lets you go in, in in depth and just focus on certain parts. So so I really found that to be quite useful. Um, as far as the uh, as far as the web, uh, hamstudy dot uh, hamstudy was really good, and uh, they're the same people that do signal stuff. Yep, make great little uh, great little twisty antennas. I got myself one of those. Um, that's actually a really good resource if you're looking for something um, something online. And uh, so if you have a computer and you want to do that, uh, they actually he, that system actually lets you keep track of how you're doing in each section. So I did I did like that a lot. And uh, while I was taking the test, it was the uh, Laurel uh, Laurel ARC, which is our regional VEC. Um, they had recommended QRZ. And that was what they were recommending, and um, but I hadn't actually done that, so I'm um, just going to throw that out. So if you're just looking at some other, you know, some other materials as well, um, the other really, really, I'd say there's two on top of the book, and on top of having the tool to to do my studying, the two really big things uh, were uh, two U- YouTube channels. Um, the first one is Dave Kassler, uh, is KE, uh, KE0OG, um, who, if you're not familiar with the stuff, he does a great series of videos. He has, um, he actually goes through all the, the technician, general, and extra, and he works along with the, um, 
with the license manual. So that's another, again, another good reason to do that. And he will explain, there's just a lot of great uh, material that he's done, and he's recorded just hundreds and hundreds of hours, if not more. It may even been thousands, but uh, <laughs> really good, really good, uh, really good material. I really, yeah, just a great channel in general. But um, uh, that really helped a lot, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not a big, I, I, I'm not, I, I, as far as reading, I get, I get distracted easy and reading can sometimes be hard. So to be able to watch a video is, is really nice. Um, and then, like I said, I would jump to the, the manual to, to kind of reinforce things. Um, the other one, and, and I would say this should be one of the first things you do. Uh, Alan Wolk, I think it's Wolk or Wolke. Uh, it's uh, you've actually had him on uh, as a guest. Uh, it's W two A E W. Oh yeah, and uh, so he did all those uh, that great talk about um, oscilloscopes. Um, another fantastic channel, um, but he does a, he has a series of videos on capacitors and inductors. Um, I absolutely highly recommend that that's that you watch those videos. Because there's a lot of material in the extra exam that relies on understanding capacitors and inductors and reactants and how all that works together. And you're going to have a number of questions that are going to be based uh, kind of on that. So, um, you know, I, I, I really got to say I credit those videos to really making a, a, a big dent in, in my being able to get through this. Um, and then, of course, there is the uh, the Gordon West audio CDs, which uh, I didn't personally find them as useful uh, as the as a as I did in the um, uh, the general and technician. They were fantastic for that, but I think there's just so much material, and he does a phenomenal job of putting it all in. But there is a lot of material, and it it might it, you know it, it could possibly be a, a little overwhelming or um, to to kind of go just by that. Uh, so now if you're driving it a long commute, it's a great addition to that. So, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the material. I, I'm left um, wondering what it, did people do 30 years ago without the internet? Plus learn, right. plus learning code. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, they read and I'm guessing, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, I, I probably would, would make an interesting, uh, other program is to, you know, what were the tests like back then? Um, so, uh, so yeah, but, um, but yeah, we've got a lot of, again, it's, it's, and has been said before, uh, you know, it's a great, never been a better time to be a ham. And as far as the material and what's out there, there's, there's so much out there and it covers many different types of learning. And, uh, and that's one of the great things. One of the things I'm looking at here. As I'm listening to you talk and, and going through this, I mean, it's just a pile of study materials. Is you know, mm -hmm. if you get beyond the ARRL class manual and maybe you know, maybe a, a fee for an app here or there, Ham Studies sure. free, QRZ is free, YouTube is free. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, I had like I said earlier, Freddie sent me the the CDs to the Gordon West thing, so it's not like it's going to cost you a couple of hundred bucks to take. To, no. to get ready for this thing, it's just there's a lot of material out there, and you know I, I never even thought, hey, go to YouTube. But again, I'm not a YouTube guy. I know that, and that's that's a, a default that I always say. I never think about YouTube. I know a lot of people do, um, but but was totally unaware of those two types of things to use. So I'll make sure to list all of that in our show notes at hamradio360.com. 
Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I even will will put the uh, the playlist for uh, the capacitor and inductor talk in. There. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. well, we're going to take a break here real quick, and we're going to uh, tie some uh, tie some bows on the uh, technical issues hampering me for a moment. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how Ed studied because that's the thing that gets me is is where do I even start studying? So Ed, stick around. Guys listening, thank you. Hang out. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Go to airspy.us for your SDR radio needs. I, I know a lot of you are interested in this whole SDR thing, and, you know, do I want to buy a flex yet? Nah, I don't know if I like that whole idea, and I want knobs and whatever. Listen, guys, go to airspy.us. Let Joe know you heard about him here, of course, on the Ham Radio 360 show. They've got the brand-new R2 in stock. they got the Spyverter in stock. They've got cables. They've got antennas. They've got a lot more than just SDR radio, but they have the best SDR radio receivers. If you're interested in those dongles and whatnot, check them out, airspy.us. .us. All right, we're back with Whiskey 4, Echo Delta Fox. And, and I love the way that sounds, Echo Delta Fox. It's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just still a kid at heart, and uh, it sounds kind of like G.I. Joe or something. I don't know. The, the Fox call always sounds cool to me, especially if you don't say Fox Trot. It just say Fox. It does. And and certainly, yeah, my, my first call that I got was uh kk4 jqr so oh. kilo kilo for juliet quebec romeo <laughs> by the time i would call the call sign out i'd you know i'd let let up on the key and the guy'd be right in the middle of exchanging you know exchanging signal reports and like uh there's wow. just no way i'm gonna get anybody so so, so, yeah. so before we talk about how you studied for the extra which gives you mm-hmm. the opportunity to change your call if you'd like to are you going to go for a vanity? Or are you going to keep the Echo Delta Fox? Well, there's an interesting thing. As a general, you can change your call. Right. Um, now, as a as an extra, you get to to do the uh, I forget all the the different ones, but you get to do the shorter calls. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, no, I actually changed. I changed when I was in. Uh, I got general. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm I am whiskey for Echo Delta Fox from here until the end of time. There you go. I'm I'm very happy with that. I I've got license plates for my car. Nice, nice. So He's all in, I'm folks. He's all in. I'm all in. <laughs> now tell us a little bit about studying for this thing. We've we've gone over what it is. Yeah. The materials piled up that we need around us to to get through the test, but uh, now we got to study. And to me, that's the hardest thing. I hated studying in school. I, I never really built that into myself. Uh, yeah. So, so help me get through that and and give me some ideas that you used. So yeah. So and and absolutely. the the biggest The biggest thing is is studying how to prepare for the test. And 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 like you, I was eh, was not the best student in school. And it took me. It took me actually until later on when I did some college courses, and um, and actually my so my computer science degree was all online and all self study, and so you know they give you you know they give you a calculus book and say all right read chapter four and do the problems, no lecture nothing, and so. So I had a chance through through these many years of of working on that degree to uh, to kind of come up with some some ways of of studying. And I'd say the biggest thing, and you're going to hear this a lot, and um, you'll hear this with uh, with CW. I'm going to throw that out too. Is don't try and do it in big chunks. Uh, you know, once a week or so. It's it's better to practice. It's better to study a little bit every day than it is to study a lot occasionally. 
And there's a couple couple reasons for this. One is once you start reading through, there's going to be a point that you're just going to get tired and you're not going to absorb as much of the knowledge. Right. Um, the other is is you keep it fresh in your mind. So as you're as you're uh, studying this, you know, I I always kept that app handy, and every day, you know, before I went to bed, because you know I'm just like I lay in bed, I just want to just do something, you know, fidgety or something, and I would. Just go through some of the questions. And, you know, even if it's questions I knew, just keeping those questions fresh in my head. And I, you do that every day and a little bit every day. And that really helps. And and on top of that, um, you know, as I said earlier that, you know, there's, you know, all the sub-elements, there's different topics. And in each topic, there's only about, you know, like I said, on average, it's anywhere from about 10 to 19 questions. And if you just say, all right, today I'm going to do this topic and just focus on those questions, that you do that every single day and there's 50 of those different topics, that means in 50 days you've, you've gone through every single question, you've, you've studied every piece. And, and it's just a matter of it's, – it's a way of going through and, and sectioning up that, that, the, the question pool into smaller and easier bite-sized pieces so it's not so overwhelming when you when you do the test and and i really felt that 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 helped a lot so yeah don't don't try and don't because you're gonna look at the book and it in fact when i first did it i was like oh my god that's that's a lot of stuff to study (laughs) um so uh so uh yeah um I would one of the other things. So I set a, a time limit to take my test. That's the other is give yourself a time limit. Don't just say, "Well, I'm going to study and you know whenever I feel ready, take it." Because if you do that, you know we're all bad like this. There's a really good chance you're not going to do it. And uh, you know, so give yourself a time limit. That'll that'll kind of give that light the fire. That'll give you you know a reason. It gives you a goal to go toward and. Um, and so, and that was kind of what I did. I said, all right, you know, it was Berryville Ham Fest was coming up. And I said, you know, I saw that that was, that was kind of one of the, it gave me enough time to study, but it was still, you know, not too far in the future. Um, and, and I personally, I took about two months to do it. Um, but, and that was kind of really saying, I'm going to pretty much do nothing but. Um, so the first thing I did I did take a practice test. So, you know, through any of the, the tools we've talked about, either the, the app or the online website, give yourself a practice exam even before you crack the book open. And you're likely going to do poorly as I did. I think I got a 50, maybe a 40. It was just <laughs> I looked at it and thought, and and initially you're going to say, oh, good Lord, there's just no way I'm going to make this happen. But the reason to do that is is that's going to be your baseline. And from here on out, you're going to start studying, and, and every now and then you're going to take a practice exam, and you're going to see that grade keep going up and up and up, and that's going to be your indicator of you know, hey, I'm I'm doing well, and uh, so yeah, I always say start with that practice exam first, um, and again, you know, work work on that one topic at a time. Get through that topic. Um, there's going to be some, like I said, the uh, the rules, the 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 safety. Those things are going to they're going to go quick for you. 
knock those out. As a matter of fact, go through some of the, you know, if you find that some of the questions are easier for you, knock those out. Do those first and just get those behind you. And it'd be, you'll be amazed at, at when you get done, you'll find that you've kind of gotten through quite a bit of the, the material. You're kind of rewarding um, yourself right there on the front end. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, let's, let's get, because, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a long road to go, but let's, let's get some of the easy part out and, and do that. And that way, and then the other is, is as you, now you start going through that, you know, you can then keep going through those questions, the ones, you know, keep going through them. So they're just, you don't even have to think about them anymore. And, um, and that way now when you take the test, you know, you're not going to be tripped up by them when you take the test. You can, you can be, you know, get through that and then be able to put your concentration into the, into the more difficult ones. Let me just throw this in there if I can, because sure. uh, just of what, what worked for me, because I am not the math guy. We've talked about that. We'll probably talk about mm-hmm. it later. Uh, when I took the general test, I went through, and before I did anything else, I memorized the correct answers to the question. I know this is not what we're talking about, but this is kind of in the same vein. Uh, I said, if I can remember these math questions, I can remember everything else because that's just the way my head works. Sure. So I went in and I, I figured them out and I, I checked them and they were right. And I just pounded that into my head on the for the general study. And then I went and learned the other material. And mm-hmm. as I would take the practice test, like you're saying, you know, to, to kind of keep up with, well, am I doing, am I learning anything? Because you, you, you really don't know until you have to apply it, right? Sure, exactly. And I'd be all over the place, but man, the math questions, I'd always get them right. So it's kind of taking the same thing you're saying by working out what you know and, and keeping it there and building yes. upon that. It's just like, like building a house. you got to start with a foundation. Yes. And here we are. You're right. And and actually, so so yeah, I would actually, I, I went through that. And, and the nice thing about the iPhone app I talked about earlier is it allows you to go through each one. You answer all the questions and it gives you a percentage of how well you did. And then it actually tallies up and, and tallies up all those percentages from each of the sub-elements. And you can sort of see, all right, that's my percentage of the sub-element that I know. Mm-hmm. And so you have a nice, very a, kind of a nice top level view of what you've done. And when I got through to where I actually got all the questions, I'd, I'd been through every single question, I cleared all my statistics to where everything was at zero, and I went through every single question again. Wow. Now, that's being a bit obsessive, but it, it was it was what that allowed me to do was go through and pick out the questions that were really stumping me. Because as you start to go through again, you start to repeat you know the the questions kind of fresh in your head and uh but once you've kind of gone through and you've had a little bit of time away from some of the other ones to go through it again and this will this will kind of pull out some of the ones that you were you had some trouble on and now you can just sort of focus on those and and so it's sort of a systematic approach of you know where 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 do I need improvement let's focus on that and um you know, and, and you know, I'd get a question wrong, I'd screenshot on the phone, and now I have a bunch of pictures of uh, you know, it's it's a few dogs, and then you know, a bunch of test lots questions. of questions. Yeah, lots it, it of makes questions. for great trivia when you're at wing night or something. You know, oh, I've got it, one that you can't does. answer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it, a lot of it is just you know, just keep at it. It's persistence. It's it's keeping at it kind of on a very regular basis and and you know don't don't get too frustrated do it in small pieces 
and and just sort of focus on that and you know you're going to look up from studying one of the, at one point and you're going to know all the questions and and you're going to be ready to take the test you know that's so encouraging because like you said i've got all these study manuals and, and cheat books and all these different different mm-hmm. items here you know at, at my at my house and i can look at them and like man where do i even start with this stupid thing you know and you look at one and it just totally blows your mind like nah, that's enough <laughs> you know so yeah. having goals setting goals and eating the elephant one bite at a time that makes exactly. so much sense and yeah hearing it explained that way i mean even and you mentioned cw it, this could be a lot like a cw conversation it seems to me that you're not going to learn it all in one day you can't no. learn it all in one day and um, even somebody as smart as ed he studied for two months we got a buddy yeah. fox he, he did it in two weeks but he's a lot smarter he did, than he both did of it us two, yeah he's, he's really <laughs> smart so but but okay so now that we've studied you, you've given us some mm-hmm. great great advice on studying uh but All but right. you've also got some advice about taking the test and, and being there live in person to do it so yeah uh so the the test taking is uh i'd say that probably the biggest the biggest bit of advice is relax take it easy um, all the VEs that are there want you to pass. That's they they would love nothing more than for you to pass the test. So um, so don't be discouraged. And you know if if you don't pass it, that's the other is if you don't pass it, again don't be discouraged. You know it's it's not you know you don't have there's no waiting no waiting period now. In the particular case where I was, I think they had maybe sixty or so people at the test. It was huge. They said the biggest crowd they had, and unfortunately, they didn't have enough time so that if you sort of got, uh, you know, 14 wrong, they wouldn't. there wasn't enough time to, to let you take it again. Um, but some do, so keep that in mind, is that, you know, if you've, you've taken the test, you could always take another one, and you might do better, because, uh, you know, each of the tests have... You know, there's 700-some questions, uh, and, you know, I figured it out, and I think in order to have a test with every single question on it, you know, a set of tests that have every single question available on it, there has to be at least 19 tests. Wow. The, and that's, that's a lot. And that's, yeah, and that's, a, that's, a, that's 19 different tests in order to have that. So, you know, there's a good chance that if you didn't do well on that one test, you could take another one. Um now, now, if they do completely random, that's a whole other story that gets into the billions. So, <laughs> but uh, but that's just being that's just being math nerdy. So uh, so yeah, you take your test. Um, you know, uh, if you are at a remote location, you can actually do a video connected test. They are allowed. Um, and by the way, that is a test question. So I never knew that. I just so learned there something. You go. Yeah. I didn't know that either, and that was that was one of the questions on. And um, so uh, I don't know if it's Skype or, or some other tool, but uh, they actually will. Uh, you can contact somebody. So yeah, if you are in a remote location and can get on to some kind of a video video link via Skype or something like that, um, definitely reach out to the VECs or uh, your local ham club and see. I'd probably definitely go with the VEC. Um, reach out to them and say, "Hey, this is you know, can can we do this?" And that's so that's somebody somebody fine. in Afghanistan, according to this question and answer on the general on the on the extra exam, could sit and take their 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 license test. Yes, they could. Wow, I never knew that. Yep. 
I, I, that makes yeah. me, that makes me curious. I'm not doubting that because it's a question and the right answer, right? But I'm just saying, wow, I never it's, knew that, and I want to go find out more about it now. I mean, I live in a. Per- I'm just kidding. I don't live that remote. I live way out, no, but not but, that remote. But but yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I bring that up. Number one, because you know some of the listeners might be remote, and number two, now we're down to what? Uh, let's see. Now we're what? Seven hundred and eleven questions. We're now. getting we there, folks. To, we're we're getting there one bit at a time. So yeah, that's that's another one. Um, let's see. Uh, so I definitely read the uh, um, you know there's a there's a what to bring. Um, you can see that in a lot of different sites. Uh, in, it's actually in the license manual. Um, bring a photocopy of your license so that you know because they they need to get a copy of that. And if you can save them from having to print or you know if the, there's something wrong with the printer, it just it just helps matters. Um, Calculators are allowed. Um, so are slide rules, as that's actually what I used <laughs> for a slide rule, um, which I always I get a kick out of. And that and that only be that came out of you know at the time I first started getting my 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 for the license. Um, I was uh, I was leading a, a kind of a monthly a kind of a we'll call it recreational mathematics group called Maths Jam. And it was out of, based out of the UK, and uh, you know you sort of get get together and you talk, you know, cool logic puzzles and other math stuff, and just have a good time. Just just pretty much just a good excuse to hang out with people. And uh, so I got into using uh, slide rules, and so I took my first test with that, and said, well, the extra I got to take the slide rule. Um, but, Did you get any uh, extra points yeah. for that? I mean, I didn't. I really wish I had, you should have. but I didn't. Well, yeah, I, I didn't. But uh, but yeah, it's always kind of fun. As a matter of fact, so when you take the calculator, um, they're gonna they're gonna want to you know one of these will, will be there to clear the memory, and the guy looked at it and said, "Well, there's no memory to clear on your <laughs> nope nope not at all." So uh, so yeah, if and and I will say this: if you are interested in in using a slide rule for your test, absolutely reach out to me, uh, w4edf uh, at uh, awrl.net, and I will I will set you in the right direction. But otherwise, for Ooh. you know, you know, for the for the less obsessive, um, calculators are perfectly fine. Um, you can't use your phone calculator, um, so you actually has to be a regular calculator. But uh, outside of that, um, and uh, I will say, uh, don't get worried too much about the math stuff. It's not going to be as you know, we'll, we'll we'll cover some of this, but yeah, don't be don't be terribly uh, uh, worried about that. And again, I'm going to say, don't be discouraged. Um, you know, it's it's at first you 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 do you know you, you're going to sit down, you're going to take this. You, you don't be nervous. Um, there's there's nothing wrong. You know, just just sort of relax and and have a good time doing it yeah and i'm sure you'll do fine and if you don't get it the first time what's what's 15 bucks do it again man pass well, it well ah there's there's another interesting thing it's not all it's it's not necessarily 15 dollars. really uh yeah no this was this was free the the charge of 15 dollars is purely um that's that's not a rule that is um and I think we're going to get another question here. So, uh, the, uh, the VEs are, uh, you know, the people who give the, the tests are actually allowed to charge for some, for exam preparation for, you know, essentially the materials to print the, the test material, the test stuff, 
you know, the, right. the papers and all that kind of stuff. And so some of them, you know, there are a lot of clubs that'll do that. That they'll charge fifteen dollars, and that's just to cover those basic administrative costs, which are really the only things they can charge. Um, so again, a test question that you're going to be you're going to be asked. Well, there you go. There you go. We learn. We're learning more as we continue to learn. And uh, I know you've got some tips and tricks that I need to hear, and I know our listeners need to hear them, especially regarding some math and stuff. So, yes. If you guys will hang on just a second, we'll be right back. We've got it, and we're learning. And, and yeah, you know, I hear I, I go through so many cool topics in this program, and I want to do every one of them. But honestly, this is kind of inspiring me to really get serious about beginning to eat the elephant and see what happens. So guys, stick around. You're listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. MTC Radio has all your ICOM radios in stock, ready to ship to your QTH. Yeah, Maybe you're a new ham, you don't know what a QTH is. It's a short code for your house. Right, so they want to ship it to your house or wherever you need it. Maybe you're one of those full-time RVers. I'm really jealous, by the way. And uh, you're out on the road. They can handle that too, man. Let Richard know you need an ICOM radio. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the handheld, the 51 that we've kind of talked about here. I'll link that in the show notes, by the way. Great, great program about the ID51. It, it might be the brand new 4100A, the D-Star capable. That's a nice little radio. Check them out. MTCRadio.com. Pick up your ICOM gear today. All right, we've got Ed with us. Whiskey 4 Delta Echo Delta Fox. I don't know what happened there, but it's Echo Delta Fox. And uh, congratulations again. Newly minted uh, extra. Been learning a lot from Ed and how he went about studying, gaining materials, gaining the information, not just reading a cheat book, not just memorizing the answers, but learning the material and knocking it out, not missing a question when he did pass his extra exam. Um, my biggest deal, and I mentioned this in the last segment, is math. And if you've got some tips and tricks, I'm, I'm ready to hear them because that'll be, I know going into it, it's my weakest point. And it was my weakest point in third grade. So this is nothing new. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I you know, a, a bit of history here. Um, mathematics and me when I was in high school didn't get along very well. I failed. I failed miserably my senior year math class. Fortunately, I had already had enough credits to be able to please graduate. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was not so, so yeah, I, I am, I'm not someone who's just always that math has always come easy. Um, what I did find out uh, as I as I started doing math in in some college courses later is I didn't necessarily learn in a way that that was um, that worked well for me. And so one of the things, and that's kind of like why this is such a such a cl- uh, topic close to heart for me is that you know I. I it, it frustrates me to see people frustrated with math, and I'm I'm always looking for ways to kind of help help people along and see because you know I look at it and say you know I was there too, hey you know how can I help you out so so yeah I, you know make no bones about it there are some math problems on the test. That being said, I think there's more technical on the on the the. Uh, on the extra exam than okay. there is necessarily math. And the math that you're going to do is not that big of a, it's not terrible. It's not very, it's not terribly difficult. Um, in a lot of the cases, when you're doing some of the stuff, you're try, um, uh, you, like half power bandwidth that you'll, you'll read about, or um, I'm trying to think of some other ones where you're actually just, uh, 
taking and dividing the large number by the small number. And that's it. You know, you have two numbers. One's bigger, one's smaller. You just divide it into that. Nice. And that's it, you know. And and those are those are going to be really easy to find in the in the exam and and to get through. Um so so right there and I'm I'm throwing that out. We're we're going to take this a little bit of time. Um and and please slow me down if I get to cuz I will get a, a little excited about this. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's that's one of the big things, and and so a lot of those questions are going to be easy. You're going to punch those in your calculator, boom, you'll be good. Uh, definitely watch out. Some of the questions will have you know 64k and 1,200. So make sure you don't forget the zeros. That's you know that's yeah. going to be the big thing. So just keep an eye on those zeros. Um, but uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do in the in the math side that you can just make a pretty good guess that you don't really have to do any kind of a calculation. And, um, you know, one of the questions here, and if I can, if I can actually pull this up, because I got my books here, so I can pull this up. And, um, yeah, so you're going to be talking about phase angle. And this is where, uh, we'll do, we'll do a little bit of a mini course here. This is where understanding, capacitors and inductors and how they all work together and and how current and voltage and everything go is so important because once you get that then you can start to look into this and it's it's going to be so much easier um you've probably heard of eli the ice man or ice guy whatever uh that um gordon west talks about and it's uh, kind of a nice little mnemonic and it talks about you know the 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 relationship between uh, voltage and current with respect to inductors and capacitors this is again this is going to become this is going to be an important topic that you, you're going to have to get through but once you do everything a lot of stuff is going to be clear and uh, so we're talking about this the, these phase angles and you have you know capacitors and inductors have reactants it's sort of the, the you know it's that that piece of the sort of like a resistance um and uh and the um so the way it's worked if you think of a uh let's see think of a xy grid you've probably done that and if you remember that in high school and on the x axis you've got your resistance that's just your pure resistance and on the positive side of the y that's your inductors your negative side of the the y that's your capacitor and so what you're talking about is is you're plotting a point that's somewhere on that and it's sort of the angle that 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 point makes and so here we'll just do this question and i and hope bear bear with me here and uh so the long question this is from e5b08 uh what is the phase angle between voltage across and the current through a series uh rlc circuit um if uh let's see the uh, da, 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 da. let's see xc is 100 ohms yeah so the capacitor is 100 ohms the resistor is 100 ohms and the inductor is 50, uh, 75 ohms so you look at that and right now you're probably like i'm lost already so so <laughs> but here's the thing so we know that that capacitors and inductors kind of work in conjunction they they kind of that that reactance kind of cancels each other out and um so if you've got a 
the way I, the way I think of it is this. So you've got, you know, you've got a football match. You've got the inductors against the capacitors, right? And the capacitors, they scored 100. The inductors, they scored 75, right? Okay. Who won the game? The first team. The capacitors won the game. Do you know by how much? 25. There you go. So they won by 25. There you go. There's your math. Now you've just calculated that part of that question for that phase angle. Now, so that means, and it's a capacitor, which is on the negative side. I won't, I won't hold you to that one, but yeah, so you're, you're, so that's 25 down. So that's 25 down and 100 over for the resistance. Now, in your mind, see if you can picture drawing that line and making a triangle to that little 25. So, you know, you're over 100, you're down 25, and you get this sort of really narrow right angle triangle, right? If you can kind of see it. Okay. So, like, a, you know, 4 by... Well, they're asking these the questions of how many degrees. And in there is... You, you got a choice between 14 and 76. Well... You've, you can just picture, if you can picture that little triangle, um, that very tiny 14-degree angle. And that was, you know, that's that's one of the ways, and, and you know, hopefully hopefully it's not, not too much, but, uh, you know, it's one of the ways to look at that, at that question without actually having to calculate, without having to get out the calculator and put in cosine, any of that. And you can just take a really good guess at the question. Um, so... So that's one of them. Hold hold tight with me. We'll get through this. And uh, <laughs> so so that's one of them. Um, let's let's uh, let's step away from the the math a little bit, and uh, you know, and talk about toroids because because here again it's you know there's when you're taking when you're taking these tests it sometimes helps you know you're gonna look at and, all right let me let me start over and say we've got multiple choice test. Which makes it so much easier. I doubt I would have even got you know passed the test if I had to probably do it the other way. But uh, <laughs> so you got multiple choice tests, which means you know, and in in a lot of these, there's usually there's definitely the one right answer, but there might be one close answer. But then there's a lot of times that, that the answer is just not anywhere near there. So you're familiar with a toroid, right? Yes, yes. And an inductor. You've seen these, and I think we've all, you know, a lot of us have seen these. Um, so toroid you you use as, as an inductor, and the inductance that you calculate that you set up is, is based on the number of turns that you go through the wire through the toroid, and. Uh, one turn of a toroid, you know, a turn is every time you put the wire through the middle of the toroid. So one turn of a toroid is just taking a wire and sticking it right in the hole of the toroid. That doesn't really do much for you. Um, the wire wouldn't even stick. Um, so you have this question here on the toroids about how many ter- turns are required to produce oh, oh, one microhenry inductor, blah, blah, blah. With a value of da 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 da. Well, there's a nice little formula that you got to remember, and uh, you know it's it's L over the turns square root of that times log of blah blah blah. But if you look at the answers, you've got an answer of you got two turns, 
four turns, 43 turns, or 229 turns. Now, two-turn inductor, that doesn't sound about right. Yeah. Uh, four-turn inductor, eh, that's not even. That might be, but eh, not really. And certainly a 229-turn inductor, that would just be a big wad of wad of copper wire. <laughs> but the 43, doesn't that sound about... That makes a lot more sense that, than either two or lot of 200 and something. Yeah. So you actually have one question in the entire book that's based on that formula, and that's the answer. 43. So, 43. So, I'm 43 so, years old. So there you go. You don't even... So so now I've just saved you having to memorize that that uh, that formula. I love it. And, uh, yeah. Now, and I will say this, just so we, we don't get haters, because we get enough guff for the, you know, the no code. No code. <laughs> um, you know, I'm... My, my personal opinion is I think it's more important that you understand the concept, you know, why those turns... You know what it is, what what's going on as you turn, than it is to necessarily sit there and memorize a particular formula, a formula that is you know that you can go to a, a, your your book and look it up when you're ready to actually do it. As a matter of fact, one of my slide rules I have is uh, I have right here is from the Cleveland Institute of Technology or Electronics. Um, on the back of it is a lot of these formulas already. So here you go. Uh, now I didn't use this for the test, by the way. I used a different one. I was, I was, that was good. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the memorizing of these of the formulas. I'd, um, so in this particular case, I don't feel so bad of of sharing that particular tip. And, and one um, one question for one formula mm-hmm. is all this in the whole. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. So you've you've done that, and and really, eh, you know, but but you but, but the big thing is, and there's a lot more questions about toroids on here, but you know, it's the the big thing is to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and you know the the mechanism behind it, and uh, and there's definitely enough of those questions there, and and uh, if you understand those, it all makes perfect sense. So right there. I've gotten rid of your your math problem when it comes to toroid inductors. You're you're half of the way there. It's common so, common sense answer. So there, yeah, it's a very common sense answer. And and honestly, if you look at a lot of these these questions, um, you know, you're you're going to, you know, either it's going to be a very simple division, or uh, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to make sense. Uh, so, so look for that. And I would say even there, as you're looking for that, kind of look for the things and, and go, oh yeah, that does, that, that is kind of making sense. What about, um, uh, what about velocity factor? Velocity factor. I just, I just pulled that up and I'm glad you asked. So, so tell me, you know, velocity factor. So what, what do you know about velocity factor? What can you say about velocity? Factor? Okay. I was a fireman for uh, right over a decade, and okay. of course, it has nothing to do with electronics. But we had different types of hoses on the truck, and those different types of hoses were all different diameters. And I had worked in the water system business for a while, and then I got into the fire business from that. So I understood that water moves in a pipe at different speeds at different parts of the pipe. The broader the the, the larger the pipe, the quicker the water can go through it the more that can move and then 
that's where friction loss came in. And I'm like, we have to do math to be a fireman? Really? <laughs> uh, that's my, that's my, you know, Southern Bell farm living on fireman guy explanation. To me, velocity factor always feels like I'm trying to calculate friction loss in a fire hose. Well, you are going to be amazed, but you are pretty much there. How about that, that? That really is. So, so yeah, it is It is the, the resistance that that hose gives based on the material. We'll say the material, the size, or essentially the differing material will have different, right? you know, different uh, impact. So, uh, you, you know, we're talking about the speed of light here. And, you, you know, you're always told, you're always told in school, speed of light always goes at the same speed at this particular speed. Well, what they don't necessarily tell you is the speed that the light travels at that speed in a vacuum, not when it's going through other material. Um, and it's because of that fact, you know, uh, when, for instance, you've, you've had a straw setting in a glass of water and you notice how that straw kind of bends. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's because of the, 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 is the, light is hitting in that water it's actually slowing down to an extent and causes that bending i'm probably i'm probably very oversimplifying. so any physicist out there please uh, be kind to me um <laughs> he's talking to kale give him a break yeah but uh but the same thing you know with a prism um you know without without that you know that's the prism and it's it's uh, affecting the 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 speed of light and the varying wavelengths and what have you that that then breaks it out i mean where we wouldn't have that great pink floyd cover without essentially velocity you know the velocity factor so dark side of the moon um yeah so what it is is depending on the material in your feed line um you're going to have a different velocity factor and your coax generally is, uh, what is it? 0.6, uh, 0.66, I think it is. Um, uh, and that, that means that whatever your speed of light is, it's actually 0.6 of the speed of light. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that means that your, uh, your overall, you know, the, the, the time it takes for it to go through is now slower. Uh, now, if you have, um, you know, like uh, 300 ohm, like ladder line, uh, you know, where things are open, you don't have that. Uh, it goes through a lot faster. And so really the velocity factor and some of the questions that they're asking and, and here, we'll, we'll bring one of these up. Um, you know, they ask what, uh, you know, typical velocity factor for coax cable of polyethylene dielectric. Well, just worry about that it's, don't worry about that it's the polyethylene dielectric, just, you know, they're going to ask you coax, or, uh, you know, what's the, uh, what's the other one? Um, I like 450 ohm ladder line. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's it, so that's 0.66, so just remember that. Uh, what, two-thirds is all that is, and um, so there we go, we're, we're knocking another question out. So what they're going to ask, so a really interesting thing here is, what's the approximate physical length of solid uh, polyethylene dielectric coaxial transmission line? All you got to do is say, what's the approximate physical length of coax coax, uh, that is electrically one quarter wavelength long at 1.14 megahertz? So don't even pull your calculator out here. So... One point uh one four point one megahertz, what what band is that? 
That's in the uh, that's in the hundred sixty meters, right? The uh, twenty meter band. 14. Oh wait, a minute. you said okay. Sorry, I put yeah, the decimal in the wrong yeah, place. So, yep. So fourteen fourteen point one uh, megahertz. That's twenty meter band. So we'll we'll say roughly. Now again, this is all roughly. So we're saying roughly that a wavelength is a is twenty meters. So what's a quarter of twenty? Is fifty. A quarter of twenty is so five. Half of half of twenty is ten. ten is five. Or half of that yeah. says so five, right? Well, you have some. You have here's your answers. You got you got twenty meters, two point three meters, three point five meters, and point two meters. So there's two questions. Remember, I said a lot of times you'll have like two questions that are pretty close and two that aren't. Yeah. You know, it's definitely not twenty meters because it's quarter of that. So it's going to be just a little less than five, because remember the velocity factor is you're multiplying it by that that point six six. So yeah. it's you know it's only point three. Well, three point five is is kind. As a matter of fact, if you were to take five times. I don't have the calculator handy, and I'm not very good at arithmetic. But there you go. Trust me on that. If you do that, um, it's the most. Again, it's the most logical answer when you think about it. The most logical answer that yeah, when you think about it. You don't put the decimal in the wrong place. If you don't put the decimal in the wrong place, and you know, there's a couple of them. There's you know, and uh, you know, how does? But but keep in mind, there's another one. Here's the other one. That's, uh, what is the approximate physical length of air insulated parallel conductor transmission line? That is a half wave long at 14.1 megahertz. So here again, 14 point megahertz is 20, 20 meters. meters. Yeah. Um, we're talking a half wave wavelength long. That's 10, 10. And we know that the velocity factor is almost, well, it's, it's like 0.9. It's almost one, for all yeah. practical purposes. So your answers here are 15, 20, 10, and 71. It's got to be 20? Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Half of that would be 10, yeah. Exactly, right there. So, so Kale, you, you're already doing so well on this test. I'm telling you, if I... It's, yeah, I'm there, know, man. And and have you pulled out a calculator yet? No, my phone's on the other side of the room, and I don't even... There you go. The barn. I don't have a calculator in the barn if I don't yeah. have my phone. <laughs> so, so there you go. I mean, and... So so yeah, there's there's yet another question that that has some math stuff that you can you just do in your head. It's it's cl- that you it's close enough that you know you, now you have to know the velocity factor. You have to understand what you're doing with the velocity factor. Why? So learn that. But you know that's a lot easier than having to remember. Okay, the v- calculation for velocity factor, blah blah blah, is this right? And and again, um, we're talking about two different types of feed line. Is what we're going to be questioning on the coaxial exactly. cable or the open air line or whatever they call it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so another thing, uh, we've all done mnemonics. We've all done ways to memorize things, uh, varying things. And one of the ways that I, I was really helpful for me was in oscillators. Because, so there's three different oscillators that that you're going to be taught. That there's going to be some questions on. Uh, it's the Colpitts, the Hartley, and the Pierce oscillator, and each one uses a different way to do, you know, achieve oscillation. And they're going to ask you, you know, what's the oscillators, and you know, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, how does how does the, this particular one work, or you know, what's used in this one. Um, and that's kind of tough because you know it's it's like all right now I got to remember these three words 
and I got to remember that there, this capacitor or this oscillator does this, this oscillator does that, whatever. Well, so what I did is I kind of came up with some good memory memory learning things. Um, so you got coal pits, and uh, that uses a um, uh, capacitive divider, I believe. Yeah, so it's a capacitive divider. You've got the Hartley that uses a tapped coil. And then you've got the Pierce, which uses uh, crystal. So now, you're going to laugh at me for this, but so here's here's the way I, I learned these. The easy one is coal pits. Capacitor, it's got a C in it. There you go. I wasn't very creative there. <laughs> Hartley, I've got a friend whose last name is Hadley, and I would sure love to go have a beer with him. At the tap, go go to the taps and have a beer. So I think uh-uh. tapped coil tap, go have a beer. Um, Pierce, and this is this is the cheesiest one, but Pierce. And you think of someone who has like piercing blue eyes, and crystal blue. Well, Pierce uh-huh. crystal, but ah, there you go. So you know, so that worked for me. Um, you you know, I give that as more of an, an example. Hey, if it works for you, great. Um, I have not copywritten those, um, but if it, yeah, if, you know, is an example of ways that you can do things like that, that help you remember these things. And now I will likely always remember that because it's, you know, it's always going to be in my head. So <laughs> it's a trivia um, question. It's just waiting it's to be answered. Fantastic trivia question. Um, so, so yeah. Um, well, let's see here. So we've got, we've got that. We covered that. We've done, uh, oh, yeah, here's the other one that definitely want to want to bring up. So there are three questions with regards to uh, vertical phase array antennas, um, and that's where you have like two antennas and you feed them varying wavelengths. They're varying wavelengths apart, and you feed them in varying phases from each other. So either in phase, 90 degrees out of phase, or 180 degrees out of phase. And based on how you feed, how they're fed, and, and all this stuff, you get varying, uh, antenna, you know, varying patterns of, of radiation out from the antenna. And I'm looking here, and they have the chart and the manual, and there are uh, da, 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 15 different different patterns oh that gosh. you could have based on whether or not it's you know 90 degrees based on whether they're you know it's it's a half wavelength apart but quarter length there's only three questions on them on on the test and one of them deals with a you know in phase one of them's 90 degrees and one of them is 180 degrees here's a case where i don't necessarily Again, hopefully no no guff for this one, but I don't necessarily agree that you should sit here and just like memorize all these. It's it's just not gonna It's three questions. It's three questions. Just memorize that, you know, the and if I got this right, I hope I didn't, but the uh the in phase one is uh does a figure eight broadside. Boy, I hope I do get this right. I'm be embarrassed. Um the 90 degrees, I'm definitely sure of this, it is in the uh, uh, cardioid pattern. And the 180 degrees is figure eight in line. Um, please double check me on that. But uh, but uh, that's all you got to So what you're really remembering is, all right, you know, 
this degree is this pattern, this degree is that pattern, and you can completely just, for the for the sake of the test, not worry about, you know, is it half half wavelength apart? Is it a quarter wavelength? Whatever. Yeah, you um, just need to determine what it looks like when it comes off the those. antenna. Exactly, exactly, and and so you know again to to kind of really hammer this this home is you, you know look for when you're looking at these questions look for look for ways to kind of make it a little bit easier to to do this um you know you you have to learn the material there's only a few people who are going to be able to just study and learn the questions but you have to learn the material in order to get through the majority of this but some of these especially in things that might be i i call kind of busy work as far as memorizing just focus on what you have to know, um, and and you're going to be a lot better off at the at the end of the day. Gotcha. Um, you know. Um, so uh, and then you know the last one I'm gonna I'm gonna do here um, talks about the uh, uh, sort of open and shorted feed lines, and and I bring it up because it was boy just how many six questions on this. So there's a really good chance you're going to get this question on. You're going to get one of these questions on your test. And they talk about uh, feed lines of lengths of uh, one-eighth wavelength, quarter wavelength, a half wavelength. And in one case, it's open on the end. It's an open circuit. Other times, it's it's closed. And they ask you, you know, what's if it's closed, what's it show on the other side? And... Um, you know, it, it, this is where the manual really helped me out um, because it really explained how the whole, you know, that whole thing worked uh, and, and everything worked. But if you think of it this, um, so we talk about impedance and that's kind of like the, you know, the total resistance. And you have, you know, when you have an open circuit, that is like really, really high impedance. It's, you know, it's infinitely resistive. Um, when you have a closed circuit, a short circuit, that's really, really low impedance. There's hardly any resistance. Um, so, so you keep that in your mind and then you, then you can look at the fact that, so you have a half wavelength, your, the, the wave goes out to the end of the end, end of the feed line and then reflects back. So it goes out a half back a half it's made a full wavelength by the time it gets back to you and what it what it shows on your side now is is um the exact same as what it what it was on the other side so what you're getting is if it was high impedance on the far end it's high impedance at your end um if it's low impedance it's you know or actually i should say if it's open you know it's high impedance uh, if it's closed, it's low impedance. So, um, and then same with quarter. With a quarter, it's the opposite. So, if it's open, which would be our uh, high impedance, with a quarter wavelength, it's going to be the low impedance. Um, and then with eighth, it's almost like it's just two pieces of wire side by side, and one it's going to be capacitive because it's like two wires not touching, which is what our capacitor symbol looks like. And then the other is going to be a loop of wire, which is like our inductor. And so, uh, so yeah, there's those questions are in there, and um, that's where having that book and and sort of reading through was uh, was kind of handy. And and by doing that and sort of thinking of it in that way, 
now you get the questions and you don't have to, you know, you can just sort of start working through them and just knowing, you know, little bits of it and be able to put it together. Now, you mentioned early on about a Smith chart and you said you're not going to have to worry about this. So, yes, before well, b- before we go, give us a little yeah. bit of give, give us a taste of the, your experience with the Smith charts. So, so here's the thing with the Smith chart is this, this mysterious, weird looking sort of circular chart that you've, you've, I'm sure you've seen. Um, and you'll definitely, you'll definitely see when you start studying this. Um, and the Smith chart is, has one purpose and that is making calculations for, uh, for use with feed line. Just feed line, not antennas, not radio, just feed line. That is one of your test questions. Um, in the past, uh, the test, you actually had to be able to do calculations on a Smith chart. This time around, you don't have to do calculations. Um, you have to know what it's for. Uh, you have to know what some of the lines are. You have uh, resistance and reactance are the, the two things that are represented. Um, you have the circles of resistance, and you have the arcs of reactance. So you got to know those things. Um, you uh, one of the things now, you do have to know a little bit. So here's here's what you do have to know about when you're filling out a ch- when you're actually doing up a chart is um, you they they call it normalizing. So you get you know all your numbers and you have to normalize. You normalize this to the prime center of the chart. Another question, so there you go. We're just knocking through <laughs> this. Um, but remember prime center. If you, if you don't remember anything else about, uh, about the Smith chart, remember prime center, and if you get that question, you'll, you'll get it right. And uh, so, so you don't really have to know too much about it apart from, yeah, you normal. And really all that's saying is you're kind of bringing everything until it's centered in the chart so you, you know everything kind of works out. Um, and, that, yeah, that's really it for, the, for them. So you just sort of memorize what the uh what the bits and pieces of the smith chart are but but yeah no worry at all about having to uh to 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 sort of work one out nice well i I can tell you that it doesn't take away the fact that the test itself has gravitas and it should because it is the top of the line uh but what you've explained with us this time through has really really kind of hit home with me and begun to make things make better sense, uh, even than just sitting down and reading a book and, and trying to sop it all up at one time, you know, understanding that there's a method, right. there's a way, uh, here's some good common sense ways to look at these things. Don't overcomplicate it and yes. don't beat yourself up if you're not getting it the first weekend. Exactly. Yeah. It was, and believe me, just, and and I probably didn't do that great of a job explaining it. Like I was talking about the varying feed line. That stumped me for a very long time. And, you know, it really took me having to, uh, you know, sit down and just go, okay, let's really think about this. So, you know, when you come up with spots like that, you know, step back a second and, you know, just focus on it and, you know, come at it from a different, a different angle. Again, Look on YouTube. You might might be lucky. You you might be surprised. I got. I always say that you know if you're watching cat videos on YouTube, uh, you're doing something wrong. You're wa- You're certainly wasting time because <laughs> there is a wealth 
of absolutely amazing information, uh, instruction on, on YouTube. Um, and, uh, you know, the two examples I gave are, are perfect example of that. Um, you know, so there's a lot that if, you know, if, if reading doesn't help you go with something else, um, you know, everyone, everyone learns different and I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very, I'm a very visual person. Uh, I had a, I had a very difficult time. Uh, I did linear algebra and it was all just text. And I just, I could not do it. And later I found a book and it gave sort of the visual representation of what was going on. And I looked at it and thought, oh, are you kidding me? That's all it was. <laughs> so, uh, so keep that in mind that, you know, if you're reading something and you get stumped, you know, look, look for another way to learn. You know, don't, don't be frustrated by that. Look for a different way to learn it. And you may surprise yourself and may find a find that uh, once you do that, you kind of have a better you, you, you can get it then. And, and we've got we'll have the books. We'll have the different yeah. apps, the different websites, the the different YouTube channels and more. Of course, all linked in our website at hamradio360.com. Ed, man, I tell you what, th- this is this is what I love about the amateur radio hobby. You did not have to take your time to come on and share your experiences with us but you did because just like us or just like you you want us to be able to have those extra privileges to give those tests and to understand what you're learning at the same time so man on behalf of the entire audience because i mean there's a bunch of no code generals listening to this show thank you very much for being here with us oh you're welcome and and yeah i i get i am i i'm uh, kind of regularly hang out, check out the Ham Radio 360 uh, Facebook page. Um, I'm not much on the forum, uh, but definitely on the Facebook page. If you ever have a question, uh, you know, de- reach out to me because I I really, you know, I want everyone to 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 feel like they can they can get through this, that they can do this. And you know, if if you get stuck somewhere and you just need a little help. Uh, you need a lot of help. Let me know. Um, I might actually, you know, I might try and actually do some videos uh, to to cover some of this. You know, it's it's kind of hard to, to to sort of do the math things without actually being able to see. Uh, and so, you know, podcast is great for a lot of things, but you know, vis- visualizing. Uh, visualizing math, not always, yeah. at yeah. least in a way to, so, so I might, I might actually look to do that. And, uh, you know, certainly if there are, you know, I guess some questions and something that a lot of people have, I'll, I'll throw some videos out there. Cool, man. Well, we, again, appreciate you being here. Uh, nice to have you back on the show. Nice to hear from you again. Uh, folks, just, can I go ahead and tell them that you're kind of working on another program for us here? Yeah. Oh, can absolutely. We, can we just tease that in just, just like we, the 30 yeah, second version? Let's let's tease that, and then that will be my uh, my uh, sort of lighting the fire under me to to make sure we we get that going. All right. Well, I'm going to let you do it because uh, well, I want you to get all the names and calls and everything right. Sure, sure. Well, actually, um, so uh, so now that I've got done with this part of of ham radio, you know, and and I will say, you know, once you put a lot of the effort into into taking the test and you finally pass it, and it is is very re- rewarding. So well worth doing. Um, you you sort of at least I I sort of was left going okay now what do I do <laughs> I've got all this extra free time and so um, 
So, uh, you know, I've been wanting to learn CW as a lot of us, you know, a lot of us who came in after the code requirements have, have wanted to do CW. And, you know, I said, that's it. I'm going to now start to put some effort onto that. Um, you know, I just got, I just bought my, uh, KX2, um, you know, and, uh, and it's a perfect radio, you know, QRP, there's pretty much not a whole lot better than doing CW. And, um, so I kind of made it a uh, 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 thought to do that, and uh, and I'm going to pull this up here because I want to get his his call sign right. Because if you you know look this up ahead of time if if you don't want to wait, um, but uh, the uh, the radio club I'm I'm with the uh, uh, it is the uh, Vienna Wireless Society, which is our uh, local radio club here, and. Um, a guy by the name of uh, Pete Hadley uh, is one of the um, one of the great uh, uh, I'll, saw, I'll say great Elmers, and he is uh, K6BFA. And if you look him up, uh, he does uh, a lot of uh, CW practice and talks a lot about uh, how to learn CW and, and ways to go about it. He actually does a um, is it a week? I think it is a weekly uh, CW um, uh, kind of a, a meetup online using TeamSpeak, so not even using radio. So I think I saw they had uh, someone from the UK in, ah. and uh, so and you know I believe if you know you reach out to him, you, you know and you're looking to to do this, you could uh, you do this. Well, he he gives a really good talk into how to learn you know again sort of like what i'm trying to do with with the the extra exam and so i'm uh, hoping in the next uh, month or so to uh, to sit down with him and actually talk to him a little bit more about uh, learning cw and uh, and sort of ways to go about it ways that uh, uh, make your studying more effective excellent excellent so we're going to be looking out for that and we're not going to hold your feet to the fire but I'm sure that after this show, folks are going to be like, okay, Ed, we're ready. So <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I excellent. hope so. Yeah. Good we'll, stuff. So we'll, we'll have maybe, maybe what we need is, you know, so you have the workbench channel. Maybe you'll have the, uh, the maybe the, the, the school channel. Yeah. There you the, go. The learning, the learning channel. Although I think <laughs> TLC, that's taken. That, that might be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so we'll do that. Ham Radio TLC, 73s and 88. <laughs> Uh, that was bad. That was so bad. All right, Ed. Thank you so much again for being here with us. We're, we we just thank you for your your sharing your mind with us and and your processes. That's really cool stuff, and just really cool to catch up with you again. And and I know folks will have questions for you. So Ed said he's there on the Facebook yep. page, and uh, you can find that uh, through our show note links. We'll have it up there to take you to the Facebook group page, and. Um, Feel free to feel free to check out the group pages and whatnot. Of course, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the forum on the website. We're we're all over the place. So whatever you're looking for, we probably got something to scratch your itch. So check it out, hamradio360.com. Again, his call, folks, is Whiskey for Echo Delta Fox. And Ed, appreciate you being here, man. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So as you might imagine, a show about something called The Extra goes a little extra long. Thank you, Ed, for sticking out with me. We had some, uh, I had some technical difficulties. Ed was fine the whole time. So hope you guys didn't mind that for just a moment there in the show. But man, thank you for being here. It's really cool. And, and be looking out for Ed. He's going to come up and he's going to do a guest host show where he's going to be talking to the gentleman, like you said, about uh, learning the CW thing. So 
be on the lookout for that. Big shout out to Rob Lindsay, new patron. Thank you very much. If you're interested in supporting Kale, go right over to the website, hamradio360.com. Scroll down a little, you'll see the P for Patreon, and you can become a patron as well for as little as a dollar a month. Thank you, Rob. Hey, uh, in addition, thank yous going out to Kenneth Finnegan out there in California. We've got the APRS DigiPeter here in the shack. Yeah, it's in the shack. That means we have APRS coverage all over the place in Spartanburg County, and it's working. Wow, it's so cool. K4CDN stroke 5, I believe is the number. So go check it out on APRS.fi. Thank you, Kenneth. It's awesome to be <laughs> to have that running around here. Working on some more already. So, uh, again, thank you for being here and listening to the program. Uh, th- this is an hour plus of your life. You can't get back, but we appreciate you spending it with us. And we sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and you will share it with your friends as well. I'm going to go, and we'll be back a week, two weeks from now. A week from today, you'll get the new Workbench show, George and Jeremy. In just a few days from today, the Tuesday again, that's the Field Radio Podcast. I put a link to the feed in the show notes. You don't want to miss it. John's doing a lot of cool things getting radio out of the shack. God bless every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. 73, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Brought to you by Main Trading Company, Paris, Texas. And by Elecraft.com. Hands-on ham radio. To learn more about the show, visit our website, hamradio360.com. 73, y'all. 